You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith, and today's guest is a brown belt who trains at Gracie Humaida, located in Marita. I know I was going to, I know I was going to butcher this. Um, I'm going to have him do it because I'm butchering this so bad, but it's located in California, ladies and gentlemen, Wes Schaefer. <laughs> oh, this is Talk Your Jits? <laughs> I thought this was talk your shit. I'm, I'm on the wrong show, man. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't butcher intros like that, but I'm like, today is like, you know what? Nope. <laughs> Dude, it took What's me up, like two years to figure out how to say it. <laughs> and uh, I live okay, here. so I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, first and foremost, I'd like to thank you again for uh, coming on and being a guest on the podcast. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Man, not a problem. So let's uh, give the people what they want. Go ahead and formally introduce yourself so we can get the pronunciation of these down. And uh, let's hear about uh, your uh, jiu-jitsu journey. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Gracie Humaida, so it's with H-U-M-A-I-T-A. So it's it's a neighborhood or a, like a small town, you know, in Brazil. So uh, we're under Hoyler Gracie. Uh, we're about an hour north of San Diego. So... <clears throat> see him from time to time uh my instructor is uh ricardo uh Huimaris. actually it's hicardo hicardo Huimaris, right the the r's or h's and the g's uh are are uh w <laughs> something, something uh, like that <laughs> i know so uh he's he was uh world champion in uh like 2018 for his mm-hmm. eight and uh and in weight class so uh, so good school, uh, good lineage. And, uh, we're about, like I said, about an hour North of San Diego. Uh, and I've been training about six and a half years. Okay. Okay. So how did you, how did you, well, I used to say, how do you, how did you find jujitsu, but how did jujitsu find you? Yeah. A buddy of mine, he just nagged the crap out of me for about six months. And I finally said, I'll go try it. If you'll shut up. <laughs> and then I was hooked. <laughs> So you've been um you've been at this this school the whole your whole journey? Yes. Nice, nice, nice. So being under a Gracie school, um, how has that been? How's that experience been? Well, I mean, it's all I've known. Uh I have traveled extensively and and I've rolled in probably a, a dozen other schools uh around the mm-hmm. world, trained in Buenos Aires, that was cool. Uh trains all over the u.s and um it's always i mean i can always hold my own so i feel like we're getting good training uh but everybody's it's always cool you know welcoming i was just in texas a few weeks ago and trained the gracie barra and and my instructor he was under gracie barra for many years so we follow the exact same structure i didn't even realize that, that was the first time i trained with the gracie barra so same warm-up routine uh they did a little different structure. They had a one-hour class in in Texas where I attended, and uh, and then a little bit of sparring. It's more structured sparring, and then you could stay later and, and roll with whoever you wanted to. So we, we do ninety-minute classes. Uh, I feel like that's a good length of time. You warm up, practice several different moves. You know, attacks, counters, counters to the counters. Uh, then you have plenty of time to spar as well. Yeah. And you don't realize how long, like how how quick, but yet how long those ninety minutes are. Yeah, yeah, they they go by you know pretty quick, um, and it's tougher. I mean, I'm fifty three, so I mean, there's a lot of days I'm tired, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm a big guy. I mean, I'm six two, almost two forty. So everybody thinks they got to give it their all, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, dude. Like we can like, you can slow your roll today. It's okay. It's <laughs> I don't okay. need to fight for my life every single roll. <laughs> uh, I'm so telling you, man. I, I have very good defense. When, uh, about two years in, um, a guy jacked my elbow. 
uh, I'm still kind of irritated because I was going easy on the guy. He was an older guy, much smaller. Uh, I, I did a neon belly, but like I didn't put any weight on him. Right. I mean, mm. all, all my weight was on my foot. Just kind of had my knee on his belly. Just kind of had my hand on the shoulder and he reached up and wrenched it <clears throat> mm. and uh, it popped to this day. I can't straighten it. Uh, and right after that, I did a stupid CrossFit little 15 minute exercise with this guy that was another guy nagging me. <clears throat> and I pinched something in my, in my neck and my shoulder. So for a year, I could not push. Uh, I literally like my right side atrophied. Uh, I couldn't do a single push up, couldn't frame. Uh, so I developed a bad habit that has become a good defense. Uh, so, you know, if somebody's passing guard and I couldn't frame and I was still new, uh, I turned my back to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously that's not <clears throat> ideal. And obviously you're no. framing, you know, you're getting under hooks, you're, you're hipping out, you know, recovering guard, but I couldn't push. And so, uh, and my left arm, that's the, you know, typically we're right-handed, right? We're on our right side. We're underhooking with the left. Well, the left was super tender, you know, so any kind of weird movement, it just hurt like crazy. So, so I couldn't underhook with my left. I couldn't frame with my right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, obviously I know, I know better. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't do that. That's not my go-to anymore, but Man, I developed a crazy good back defense. <laughs> I mean, like only like the most elite guys will get me, and they don't get me every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just spent I spent a whole freaking year there, <laughs> so it's not like I'm not right. recommending it. But you know, if you do get an injury, uh, there is a silver lining. You're going to develop some weird, uh, you know, approach to your game that'll mess people up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and the nice thing is, too, like when I am tired, which is like every other day, uh, <laughs> and, and guys do want to go crazy, right? I can just uh-huh. kind of roll over, let them think they're doing something. They fight like crazy for grips. They'll go for a bow and arrow, whatever. And then I'll finally escape with like a minute left and then smash them and tap them. <laughs> Love so it, that's man. become my, my normal uh, daily routine. <laughs> Yeah, but that's um, a unique thing about uh, jujitsu. I guess I don't really hear a lot of people talk about it, but, you know, just being able to adapt to, you know, the situation because I cross-trained a couple of times at a a, a school not too far from me, and I'm not sure what his rank is, but he's an older guy, and he has a, you know, messed up shoulder. And the first time we rode, you know, he's like, you know, I asked him, like, is there anything not to touch? He's like, yeah, you know, my shoulder. But I noticed he can move his shoulder. And I think he caught me in an armbar or something. So I had to ask him, like, okay, dude, what's the extent right. of this arm? Because you're you're using it pretty well. But he's like, oh, you know, I can, I can, you know, take pressure. I can do this. I can do that. You just can't go this high. So I was like, oh. all right, cool. And then, you know, the roll went different. But... But yeah, just being able to, I guess you want to say like nurse, you know, like uh, just like nurture that wound or that injury to the point where you don't have to, you can still enjoy what you do want to do and not worry about it getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, everybody, it it depends on the school to a degree as well. Right. My, Mm -hmm. my school's very late. But like it's not an MMA school. We don't have crazy guys. You know, and some of this too, I, I've heard and it's changed. It's, it has evolved over the years because my professor is like 56 now, 57. I think he's 57. So he's gotten a little more chill. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they said it, it was kind of, uh, kind of brutal back then. They, a little bit of Mad Max, you know, two men enter, one man leaves sort of approach. So it's, a, it's not that now. Uh, and and you know who the crazies are and uh, man I I don't think um, I I hurt one guy 
I was a, still a white belt. I might have a four-stripe white belt. He was a new blue belt. It was no gi, and it was a weird kind of kind of a bow and arrow I went after. It kind of hurt his rib. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. I think that's, like, literally the only person I've ever hurt at all. If somebody's mm-hmm. hurt, that's like, you know, a guy last week, he's, he's a purple belt and uh, fights well, and younger than me, mostly younger than me. And his, his shoulder was bad. And, mm-hmm. um, and he even mentioned, oh, man, I don't want to be under you. So it's like, so we started, and I pulled him to mount on top of me. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I don't care. Right. You know? And eventually in that role, he tapped me. And I'm, I'm like, I don't care. Uh, he's got a bag. He's, he's a firefighter. He's a fire captain. You know, I'm not going to hurt that guy. Right. Right? It's like, all right. Uh, a month from now, if you're healed up, we want to go hard. All right. We'll see if you tap me. But like, I don't care. <laughs> I would feel much worse if I hurt somebody. I still feel bad four or five years later that I hurt Micah's rib. You know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't intentional or anything crazy. I had a black belt last year. I, I had him sprawled out. Um, and I was attacking, trying to get a, just a straight arm bar from the top. And I was... I kind of figured for his right arm with my legs and mm-hmm. he went to lift me and popped his bicep, uh, you know, but it's like, like I felt bad that he got injured, but it's like, okay, that wasn't me. No, I, yeah. I wasn't stretching him. He tried to, he tried to lift me. Like I said, I'm a big guy. Don't lift 240 pounds with one arm over your head. <laughs> you know? No, no, not recommended. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, if somebody's got any kind of nagging thing, um, I, and and I, I train a lot. I train six days a week. So I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Well, I'm about so four to five. I can't. I can't go a hundred percent every single sparring session six days a week. Right. Uh, so I do have very good defense because I spend a lot of. T- I'll let guys get me in bad position. I'll let them get to mount, uh, take my back, whatever. So. Um, and it, it takes less energy for me uh, to mm-hmm. defend. Uh, now, some guys, there's some big boys, right? I, I will not let them mount because <laughs> so, I can't get away. Uh, so it depends on their size, right? Um, and uh, so, and no gi, I won't let you take my back because it's, it's too easy to choke in no gi, at least for me. I, it's hard to defend. You're all slippery and get these little skinny dudes with their skinny little arms. And they, <laughs> and they they <laughs> Next thing I know, they're choking the crap out of me. So, you know, there's a, there's some uh, variances there, but like in Nogi, you know, the thing I love with Nogi, I feel like uh, it's much easier to defend in general. Right. And I think it's harder Mm -hmm. to submit. Uh, You don't have the grips. So uh, I'll let somebody pull me in the guard in, in Nogi. And uh, I've got a very good base. Uh, I can kind of pin guys down, catch my breath. You know, it's those it's those 165 pounders, you know, that are doing gymnastic, you know, acrobatic X games, you know, all over me. I'm like, okay, I'm dead. If I try to yeah. keep up with them, like I'm just trying to grab them, grab whatever I can, little toe, ankle, whatever. Give me something. I'm up pull right. your ear, get down on the ground, boy. Quit running around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But that's like, the, um, but that's the um. The funny part about it, man, like, you know, you, 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 you're in this sport that's constantly evolving and it seems like everybody that walks in the door, obviously are like getting younger and younger, more and more athletic. And they just, just so happen to all have wrestling backgrounds. <laughs> always. Well, well always I'm, have I'm wrestling like, backgrounds. I'm like 30 or 40 minutes from Camp Pendleton, right? Like the largest Marine base. So I get these corn-fed boys, you know, from Nebraska, two years in in the Marines, you know, chewing nails and, you know, <laughs> kissing napalm. And uh, they want to come try jiu-jitsu. So, uh-huh. and again, I'm the big guy. So my professor, Wes, go roll that big corn-fed boy. And, uh, but, you know, the cool thing is jiu-jitsu works. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hold my own just fine against these big young dudes. And, uh, yeah. you know, even the wrestlers, because until the wrestlers learn submissions, um, 
you know, we have a bit of an advantage. I mean, there, and we start on our knees. So if I find a wrestler, dude, I'm pulling guard. I mean, <laughs> their takedowns are just next level. I, I can't compete. I don't even kid myself. So right. I, I'll get to the ground quick and then rely on the different technique, you know. And so since we're playing jujitsu rules, then, you know, we're okay against those guys. Once they learn submissions, then, then it's, it's a long day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we got a, um, we got a new guy. Um, he's a, he has, I think he wrestled like forever. And he also have a lot of like combat training under his mm-hmm. belt. So when he came in, it was just like, Oh God, dude. You're strong, you're big, and you're agile. Like he's like 40 something, but he moves like mm-hmm. he's younger than anybody in the classroom. So <laughs> that the first time me and him rolled, you know, he called me in you know, he called me an Americana. So I was like, okay, I obviously see what we gotta do here. Yeah. So we rolled again, and I'm like, you know what? There's no clock, so we're just gonna ride this out. I think we rolled for a good, like, ah, man, about 10, 15 minutes. And he was on top. He was moving. He was everything else. And I was like, dude, I need you to win. Like, I need you to just start sucking air. But as soon as I felt it, I was like, okay, his weight shifted. And I heard that. I was like, thank God, dude. I can get from under here now. Hell yeah. You know, got the sweep and got the finish, man. But, man, it's, it's crazy now thinking about that where you once was that sporadic person trying to like, you know, maintain position and this person is under you. It's like, man, you, you're doing all this stuff. They're not flinching. They're not moving. They're just calm and chill. Now it's the other side of the coin where I can be rolling with anybody and I'm in the midst of like being smashed, but I'm like, I'm still teaching class and fixing other people's stuff. And they're looking at me like, really? I'm like, dude, we're good. I don't need my eyes to do jujitsu. I can, I can watch everything is going on and still be right here. Yep. I know. I always, I always laugh because, like, my professor, he'll he'll be smashing the crap out of you. Somebody walks in, and he's just talking, looking up. I'm like, can you at least act like I'm putting up a fight? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you not beat up my ego so bad? Please, oh, please, and thank you. I mean, that, that's one thing I'm proud of. I mean, I, he, he's like four years older than me. I outweigh him by like at least 70 pounds. So at least at least now, like I've never tapped him. I've only passed his guard, I think, once. Um, but it's That's like, an accomplishment within itself. Yeah, and that dude, that was like almost two years ago. It's like I haven't done it since. And um, <clears throat> so like I, I'm proud that like he, he won't tap me on every single roll. You know, he used to tap me 10 times. And uh, so it's like, okay, he doesn't tap me. Then that's a good role for me against him. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, let me picture that, right? He's four years older and I got at least 70 pounds. And I'm still fighting with everything I have to not get tapped. Yeah. I mean, imagine if we were the same size, he'd still be just wrecking me. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, that's the power of jujitsu, man. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It's all about technique. It's not about stri- uh, strength or size, because once that goes out the window, you ain't got nothing left but technique. Yeah, for and sure. If that's not there, then you're you're dead. For sure, for sure. Yeah, amen. Because even, like, my instructor, he's a bigger guy. Um, he's, like, six-something. I think he's about three at 300, I think. Oh, my God. But, man, he can move. He can move. Yeah. He can carry his weight. Yeah. And that is so dangerous. So, so dangerous. People have no idea. It's like, it's like I had, I had no idea. I was almost 47 when I started jiu-jitsu. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't been in a fight since. So I, I had to use jiu-jitsu two years ago at a 4th of July party. Took a guy down twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I started jiu-jitsu, I, mean, I hadn't been in a fight since I was like 21, 22 maybe in the, in the military. And, um to think it's like okay i thank god every day that i'm not a hothead right because walking around southern california especially you know because that's where it all started you know these guys moved to torrance you know it's about 90 minutes from here in southern california Mm -hmm. so dan henderson's gym is here in town uh so i mean we're just we're surrounded by stone cold killers that you would like dudes with dad bods 
line that you would never suspect. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, if I mouthed off thinking, oh, I'm, I'm the biggest guy in the room, I, I, I'm good. And then thinking some little 165 pound dude would have wiped the floor with me. It's like, <laughs> so I can't, like 300 pound dude walking around with skills. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. He could probably kill 10 people. You know? Man. <laughs> He's a he was a he was um he was a cop too so oh yeah. it's just a it's just bad all the way around man <laughs> it's just it's so like, bad all the way around it's like oh you you want my seat here let me dust it off for you <laughs> can I get you a soda because <laughs> I think one of the I think the one of like the last times me and him like really really had a hard role um like. It was still unbe- it's still unbelievable to this day where it's like we've been I've been training under this guy for like six years. My game is basically uh, almost a split image of his. And there's still so much that I'm missing. Like, I, you know, I'm usually like the Uki in, uh, when it comes to like techniques. So I know all this. Like I, I know all this stuff. I know how all this stuff feels. I can kind of like sense it from a mile away now. But it seems like rolling with him, it's like no matter what, it always seemed like I'm like 50 steps behind every single time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a big black belt. Uh, I think he's got his first degree black belt. and um, But he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do anything with him. He'll still tap me in 20 seconds sometimes. Um, so just having the skill and that size is just – it's still frustrating. You know, I tell them, like, I don't expect to win. I just don't expect to lose so fast. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, Damn. <laughs> oh, I said, give me a minute, man, at least. Goodness gracious. Every now and then, like, I, I'll fight him. And, and I've had some rounds where he hasn't tapped me. And, you know, he's very complimentary. And, um, but it, I, I do, I feel good if I, if I don't tap. And, and he, mm-hmm. he doesn't hold back anymore. Because he, he told me, I, I've trained with him a whole bunch. Because he was a big guy, I would always I'd pick him out, you know, from day one. It's like, I want to I learn from another big guy. Yeah. And uh, so we, we've sparred a lot, drilled a lot. And he's very technical. He's given me a big, big jiu-jitsu book. He sends me links. So very technical despite being big. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he would tell me, hey, I'm just using 10%. He's like, hey, I'm doing 20%. Hey, that was 50%. He's like, I'm not holding back anymore. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> you know, so, and as you train more, you you realize that too, right? It's like mm-hmm. some guys, it's like, I, I don't tap a lot of people. I, I'll let guys, I let them work. And then I get out of a bad spot, let them work again. Let them get close, get out, you know? Yeah. And uh and, and I try not to just smash everybody, especially little guys. I'm not smashing smaller people, you know, unless they just have an attitude and they just need it adjusted. <laughs> um, I try not to smash littler people. I try to work on my technique, you know, work on my X guard, work on single X, uh, whatever, perfect my De La Hiva. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, some guys, as they get better, it's like, uh-oh. You know, I'm not letting him get grips because I'll let everybody get, get your grips, whatever. I'll work out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at, at some point, everybody gets to that point. It's like, how let you get one grip, not two? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I'm like that, too. Uh, like, I'm, I'm not that person that wants to go for the kill every single time. Um, not saying that I can just, you know, just mop the floor with everybody, but I, I like the intensity. I like the work. I like to um, just to see where everyone's head at, you know, because mm-hmm. if I if I go in there as an upper belt and just start just tapping and wrecking everybody, it's not helping me and damn sure not helping them. So, and like you said, there's even times where my, you know, one of my training partners, he, you know, he, he does me the same way. He's a four stripe brown belt and there's be times where I'll, blank out he's like oh watch what you're doing you know fix this fix that and we do that to everybody else like we roll i'm like hey i'm going at your speed you want to go 10 we go 10 if you want to do 100 
Okay, right. tell, yeah, I tell guys, say, oh, we're, oh, prison rules today. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, we got a guy. I'm here for you, you just, my brother. It's on right. now. It's on now. But we got a guy that's like that. Like we'll we'll start a tech. We'll you know be repping something, and then you can start to feel him start to pick up. So like, oh, we're going, we're going. All right, I guess we're going now. And then you know it turns into a full out fight. So. Well, and some guys I just know they they only have two speeds. It's on or off. So right. I, I'll, I'll start out hard with them, but you know that's not the norm. That's not most guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know we uh, yeah, but yeah, I'll match their intensity gladly. <laughs> For real, because I'll be looking like, please let's not this let let this not be a hundred percent day. Let's let's make this a ten percent day. We all got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Let's 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 not let's not. But Sunday's open mat. No, that's all. It's just it's just a hundred from gate. Well, I'm I'm looking forward. I'm gonna I'm changing some things. I'm changing my diet, changing my sleep. Like uh, I'm back in the gym, so uh, I'm gonna start ratcheting it up a little bit, and uh, it's probably gonna surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it, like everything, I remember years ago. It's like my open guard just sucked and I just didn't have one. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, for, for two months, all I did was open guard. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a blue belt and, uh, and I sucked and, and got passed and got smashed and I would reset and go back to open. And, uh, and then I got decent at it, you know, definitely mm-hmm. improved. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm no expert, but uh, it's a lot better. And so, you know, you find things, you, you got to take those weaknesses and, and fill them in. It doesn't have to become your absolute strength, but right. you know, you, you can't keep it at, at 10%, you know, it, it, you got to work on those, the weak parts. And again, you can't, you can't worry, you know, Oh, a blue belt tapped me. It's like, if I'm, if I'm working on things, like I don't care every now, like right. I, I've had some guys kind of get chipper, you know, I'm working on stuff. They score some points or you can get a submission and they kind of have an attitude. So I won't say anything. I'll just go full speed. You know, and, and then it's like, okay, for that guy, all right, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do open guard. I would just attack, smash, submit, and then go back to my game. It's kind of like the kind of unspoken, like dudes know, dudes know when, when they got to put on them, like we know. Yeah. And uh, so just leave it at that. You know? mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to think, I used to feel bad about wrecking new guys, but then at least, especially on a trial. And, and I realize it's like, we're hurting the school and we're hurting the art. If we let a newbie think that they can hold their own against an experienced person. Yeah. Right. And so, so like, I wouldn't wreck them, like hurt them, but when a big guy comes in, big Marine, whatever, uh, I, I, I won't let them work in the beginning. I'll, you know, I'll try to tap them in like 15 seconds, you know, and let them go. Oh, wow. So once that happens, okay, now we can work. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need them to recognize because, because when you're new, you don't, you don't know that you think, Hey, I'm Billy badass. I just beat this Brown belt. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not good for them either. Cause they're going to walk around with a chip on their shoulders. You know, I got freaking humbled on my first day in jujitsu and, uh, mm-hmm. You know, being a big guy, it's like, I can hold my own. And, dude, I was just – I was destroyed eight ways to Sunday. And I'm like, what is this voodoo? <laughs> you know? It's like, Say, what is this crap? witchcraft that you're doing right now? You know, that, that guy I was talking about that hurt my arm, he's he's 72 years old, 73 years old now. And, you know, I started he – was, he was 63. and Small guy, 100 – 60 pounds and we did a guard trail and I was in his guard and I couldn't get away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't I get away from this 63 year old dude? Right. You know, that I outweigh by 80 pounds. Like what, mm-hmm. what is this? <laughs> you know, I remember later on I rolled, I was, I don't know, three or four stripe white belt and this one stripe black belt. He was about my age and um, tall, lanky guy. He's a swimmer. He works like, like he's like a professional lifeguard, I think, for the like, state of California. He just retired. It was like something crazy. He takes a ferry out to 
to uh, Catalina Island. And he works out. That was his job. I'm like, okay, I want that job. But he said, uh, he said, yeah, today, like, I won't use my hands. It was a Sunday. It was, we don't really do an open mat, but sometimes it'll just be a little more casual class. And so we were, he was teaching the class. It was a small class. And he says, I won't use my hands. I said, what the hell do you mean you're not going to use your hands? He tucked his hands in his belt and uh, freaking triangle, triangle me with no hands. Oh, I'm like, okay, what is this voodoo? I mean, so again, it was like, I didn't expect to beat the guy, but I'm like, at that point, I've been training for maybe a year. And I'm like, how'd that happen? You know? Right. I don't expect to win, but I don't expect to lose to a guy with no hands. You know? <laughs> Damn. Man, I think Everything. um the Every first time I, asked, I ever what is this voodoo? <laughs> like the first time I ever did jujitsu, we was uh we was at one of our affiliate schools and uh the one guy I rode with he was a lot older than me. Um he was a blue belt, I believe, and I think yeah, I, I think I had a good solid 80 pounds over him. I'm like, man, I can I'm like, I'm about to cream this old dude. Like, I got you know, I played football, I know a little wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Man, for like that whole four minutes, dude, I I was dead in the water the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking like, dog, come on. There's no way. There is no way. I've I finally realized like <clears throat> some of the stuff that I'm doing because after all this time. I've got I've got a good reaction. Uh, I can't break everything down mentally, like to train it. But I'm like, oh, let, well, do it. Let me see what I do. But I do realize how much misdirection that that we we do. I think we really should train like that. Is it Wing Wing Chun? Wing you know, Chun. Where they, you see them you know, hitting the boards of the the post because mm-hmm. it is like new people. You see all the time they'll break a grip and they'll throw it away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't throw it away. You got the grip. Break the grip. Now own that grip, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Pull them to the side, take the back, something like that. But a big guy, like maybe we, we maybe he grabs my arm, and I realize like toe to toe, I can't, I can't fight him pound for pound. But as right. they push, like I notice how I, I'll just, just redirect my own arm, and, and. And it gets them off balance. They don't expect it. They expect to go push straight ahead. Now they're pushed to the side. Now they stumble. Mm-hmm. Now I can jump in for a deep half or jump up for a triangle or something because they're not expecting it. So that that redirection of their energy, you know, if people could can master that, you know, really that's all jiu-jitsu is, right? Using the mm-hmm. guy's energy against them, you know, for a throw, for a sweep, uh, Shifting, pulling an arm across center, so now their, you know, their center of gravity is off. They can't post. Get up under them. You know, the biggest guy is going to roll. If you get up under them, take away their post, they have to roll. It's just physics. Yeah. So, you know, recognizing those fundamentals, uh, you know, it'll change your game. Yeah, and that's one of our key. That's one of our core rules of our school. You know, wherever your opponent go, you make them go. So using that misdirection, using that momentum that they're, you know, coming forward or pulling, like we we move with it, you know, just take it, take advantage of what they're, you know, what they're giving you. Yeah. And I'm always trying. It's like he he wants me to go this way. And and like I'm I know pulling, pulling, pulling. What happens if I go that way? What happens if I go that way quickly mm-hmm. when they don't expect it? You know, like you, you right. do an arm drag step through and mm-hmm. put the arm drag back on them. Like, oh crap. You know, cause they, you always see like when somebody's in a car wreck, like the drunk is the one that always lives because they're so relaxed and they're not fighting that immovable force. Yeah. So can that guy pull me? Can I stay relaxed in that moment? Go with it and somehow roll somehow invert, you know, what, because they're expecting a certain amount of resistance so they can finish that attack mm-hmm. and you go with it and it just, it wrecks guys, you know, yeah. but, but learning how to stay calm in that chaotic moment, you know, it takes a lot of practice. Yeah. Got to Got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. As we, as we always say. Amen. <laughs>
So Wes, do you um do you compete or are you competed before? Just some in-house tournaments. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm 53 now. I got seven kids. Just had my first grandson. Got another one on the way. Oh, congratulations! Uh, so thank you. Um, I, I just signed up earlier this year. Got my IBJJF card. Uh, man, it's just so much going on, and I hate sitting around. You know, at the tournament waiting. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, I, I had I had the perfect plan, and COVID hit. I was uh, it was like okay, I was going to be. Uh, I just turned fifty. So I was a, a high-level blue belt at the lower end of the age bracket. So high high end of the belt, low end of the age, mm-hmm. uh, and and a good weight. And because uh, I, I put on like twenty pounds, uh, I was so I was just under the two eighteen, you know, two twenty two with a gi, right? So mm-hmm. this is gonna be perfect, you know. So, and then COVID hit, shut everything down. I just haven't made time since. Right. Yeah, man. That oh man, you know, like you said, just staying all day at tournaments, man, is so it's more draining than the actual fights. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and we just I mean dude, we got a busy life with all these kids. So because <laughs> <laughs> I did uh grappling industries uh, a few months back and it was my first time doing both gi and no gi. So being you no know, being a brown belt, being um I guess you want to say the upper weight class. I think I competed at like two, two thirty or something like that. Yeah, so that's, and, uh, that's unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, boom, we do our first match at I think it was like eleven something, and then my next match wasn't until like close to two o'clock. So it was just like, oh my goodness, dude! Like I don't, I'm like I paid the money to compete, but like Jesus Christ, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then all that waiting around, and then yep. it's just like, but then the, like the worst part of it is like you can't necessarily like leave because like your time might say one like one time, but then you will blink and it's like your mat your name being called. Yeah, I I know it's crazy, and you know I think they should have a they should have like a two forty or two fifty weight limit before they go unlimited, like like two yeah. two twenty one and a half. Like that does not seem that big. No. You know, to be fighting a 300 pounder, like, give me a break. Right. <laughs> cause when I, cause when I competed at, um, yeah, when I competed, I was about 220, 225 ish, but yeah, everybody else was like 240, 250 and up. So I was like, come on, come on. That's, That's not big. fair. <laughs> That's uh, and, not fair. <laughs> and all you can hope for is that they're fat. So, yeah. So you can wear them out on some cardio, you know, like just don't get under them and you might be okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> all unfortunately both tournaments, no, all three tournaments I've done, all the guys were like fit fit. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, uh, oh, this is so wrong, man. So so wrong. Yeah, but even one of the guys our in-house own, tournaments, like I I've still I've never really fought a peer. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my first in-house, you know, I fought big guys, but they were 20 years younger. We had another in-house. I fought monsters that were 20, 25 years younger. Then another one, I fought a guy. He was he was smaller, but 10 years younger. But the only thing, only guy that was close. So, like, I haven't fought a true peer, you know, age, weight, and belt. Um, so, uh, I need to do a, a full, you know, IBJJF tournament to really experience that and see how I do. That's going to be fun. That's going to yeah, be I mean, fun. Yeah. And being a new brown belt. So, you know, I definitely I'd have my work cut out for me, but, you know, I feel like my game's pretty solid. Gotcha. 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 So, um, so how so training training as much as you do? Um, how do you find that balance between like you know life, kids, training, work? Well, fortunately, I own my own business, so I make my own hours, and I usually go at noon. Okay. So going at noon, everybody's doing their thing, right? Kids in school and and whatever. So 
So that's fine. Um, and you know, my wife, she's just always been very supportive, whatever I do. And, um, and so she, she understands like, I love doing it. I've made good friends. So, you know, I mean, she hits the gym, she goes to the gym, you know, early in the morning usually, but you know, she'll go for two hours. Uh, so, you know, it's our thing. We, uh, uh, we've always been active. Hell, when we first met, one of our first dates was a hike, you know, so oh, wow. <laughs> we've, just, we've, all, we've always been active. So she's mm-hmm. cool with it. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think once I, when I started jujitsu and, you know, my wife, she quickly realized how, how important this has became to me. So she used to be looking like that too. Like you going back to the gym, like, uh, yeah. But now she trains now, and my daughter trains now. So, oh, cool. Yeah, it's a it's a family thing now. Yeah, I got, my second son started training. He's a purple belt now. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, so, and he he started. He was just finishing up college. He's a realtor, so he, he makes his own hours. So he usually trains with me at noon. Um, so that's cool. So that that has to be fun rolling with him. Oh, it is. And, uh, you know, it's just cool seeing his evolution and, and I was able to, you know, shorten his learning curve a bit. Uh, I was able to pair him up, you know, from day one with the guys I had always trained with. So they took him under their wing and, um, so that he's very good. Um, so it's been fun watching him. Actually, my professor, I feel like he promoted me early, the Brown belt. We had a ceremony back in November and, uh, Matthew got his purple. He gave me my brown at that ceremony. So that was cool. Wow. Yeah, you like you never you never feel ready for your next belt. Like as much as you train yeah. and you know you put in the hours and work, it just never you never feel ready. Well, I on day one they, they took this picture down. There used to be a picture. Uh, on, I don't know if it's IBJJF or Gracie Kamida or what. But it showed kind of like the recommended time for each stripe, each belt. Yeah. And I took a picture of it and, and you know, I set my goals. I literally made a spreadsheet. And because after a little while, I was like, okay, the, all the times, those were, they, they seemed kind of short. So I doubled all of the times at each level. Mm-hmm. So I've had a spreadsheet. I've, I've kept uh, a running tally. So I can tell you how many days I've trained. Um, you know, days since the last promotion, total, total time training, blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I had only, I'd just gotten my fourth stripe on my purple, like 52 days previously. So, you know, I, I wasn't, and I remember like I told my wife, cause she'll, you know, they'll invite family sometimes. And, and, um, I said, you know, I said, Hey, Matthew could probably get his purple. Cause he, he's been progressing much faster than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, at each level. And uh, I said, there's no way in hell I'm getting a, a belt. You know, I said, I just got my stripe. And so just before they called me up, I see my wife and kids, other kids come walking in. I'm like, they're not here to see Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> well, or what? Well, no, maybe I saw all of them. And I was like, they're all here for Matthew. I was like, well, I was so confused. And then he called me up and I was like, oh, you, they coordinated, planned it. I was like, you sneaky uh, bastards. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> you sneaky bastards. That was cool. Because yeah, I, I, I don't even remember half of Purple Belt, to be honest with you. Because it was, I got my Purple Belt right after the um, after shutdown. And Next, you know, I blinked and it's like, yeah, you about to get ready for your purple belt. I mean, you about to get ready for your brown belt. I was like, what? I just got used to this one. Like, I gave it a name and everything. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I love being purple. I got when like being a four stripe purple. I don't know, man. I felt like, you know, like in the military being like a senior NCO. I mean, it's like. Like the senior, and I was an officer, right? But like the the senior NCOs, they run the military, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'm like, all right, four stripe purple. I I felt good. Uh, my game was solid. I can hang with anybody. And I'm like, okay, I can stay here a while. 
Because it's like, yeah, like the last thing I want to do is become a black belt that doesn't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm like, I'll stay here for a while. So let me see. Yeah, I, I got my black belt or my purple on December 18th of 2020. So we had we had opened up hell we opened up kind of in secret we would go in the back door and mm-hmm. we put we put paper over the over the front windows of the school and that uh, we kept that paper up for a, over a year even mm-hmm. after we, te- we were allowed to technically be open we so yeah i uh, uh i remember getting that covid was still a pain in the ass you know but uh yeah i like being purple <laughs> yeah purple was wild man purple was wild because we um because i remember we we had this conversation about uh about me becoming about me getting my purple belt and i was like yeah sure whatever i'll start studying for it and then boom we had the lockdown mm-hmm. and we're like what what are we going to do so we were trying to find different means of training you know like he's like we were trying to find ways to train with mask on and that was stupid but you know we tried it and then we had that small little lift on you know um like you know small gatherings and he was like you want to test for your belt i'm like uh well it's been off for uh half of a year haven't really been training but uh okay so that september uh, you know, did my test and my God, I barely scraped by. I, I I am not afraid to admit it, dude. When like after that, my purple belt test, I was like, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> this was the most dumbest thing in the world. But he felt he, you know, he felt I could do it. So I, was, I believed it and I went out there. It took a took longer than usual, but I was able to able to get it done. That's cool. And I told myself, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm like, I'm not slowing down training for nothing. So when I did my brown belt, it went so much quicker than my purple. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So, Wes, we got a, you know, a staple here of, of a question we ask all of our guests. Uh, your top three people, man, who would you like to roll with? Oh, man. Um, I think maybe Mikey or Muschietti. What's his name? Um, I know who you're talking about. I know uh, you're talking about. Yeah, he he's super cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe like John Danaher, uh, Lex Friedman. I mean, those guys just all seem cool, laid back. Yeah. It's it's so funny every time someone mentioned Danaher. I remember this uh this conversation I had with my wife when we was like always talk about how Danaher dresses, you know, just rash guard and a uh, fanny pack. <laughs> that's that's this is is everyday wear. And I was just telling her like how calm he talks even yeah. when he's aggressive. Yeah. And I showed her I showed her the uh, video of um. There's one of one of Gordon Ryan's te- uh, 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 competitions, and you hear like the opponents, like uh, coach, just screaming, like yeah, da, 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 da. and I was like, "Babe, listen to this." And I was like, "You hear that faint voice in the background? It's it's low, but you can hear it." I was like, "Yeah, that's Danaher. That's the loudest his voice gets." <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I was like, "That's the loudest his voice gets." But yeah, I w- I would love to roll with one, you know, anybody from his 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 camp. Yeah. Um, well, I they're, go they're I go dangerous. to that origin the origin camp in Maine, and so mm-hmm. you know I get to roll with a bunch of guys. Like I've gotten to know like Echo Charles and Jocko and Pete Roberts, and uh, and just met a bunch of cool people um, mm-hmm. at the school. So uh, being able to to hang out with them a little bit is is cool. So. But then others, you know, guys haven't gone. So those are some of the guys that'd uh, be cool to catch up with. Yeah, sounds like something fun. 
But um, yeah, man, if you got any questions for me, man, fire away. Um, if not, I love you know, if you got anything upcoming for, for yourself, your school, definitely want you to shout your guys out. Uh, the floor is all yours. Yeah, man. Yeah, I gotta hop on a coaching call in a minute, but I'm I'm working on a thing I created called Roll On Kings. Mm-hmm. Um I also own Roll On Queens, but I gotta I gotta start the Kings first. So um kind of a mixture and I got the idea from going to origin and cause you know, we're there for eight days. We train three times a day, but in the middle of the sessions, I mean, most people that go are salespeople or entrepreneurs that can afford that much time away. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the middle of the day, like we're in the, in the cafeteria where the Wi-Fi is good and we're working. So like, I want to do some kind of camp slash business training so if people have ideas, please uh, message me. I want, I want to launch that uh, sooner rather than later. But Because um, I see see these big camps. I'll go to exotic places and some big names will go and, you know, thousands of dollars. And the reality is like two or three good black belts can teach you all you need to know in a three-day workshop. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you don't need Hoyler Gracie or John Danaher to teach you something new, you know, right. I know, I mean, hell, it, there's just so much to know. So, you know, is there an appetite for sales training with jujitsu training? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's something I've been, been working on. That sounds cool, man. That sounds like a very cool concept. Cause I look at those camps and, you know, those, you know jujitsu getaways and it sounds cool but it's like man who can really i mean i know i can't afford anything like that right now to go but yeah, that sounds like a really real cool concept well and they yeah and they also do like it's this big excursion like hey, when, in between training we're gonna go you know water skiing whatever and it's like i'll vacation with my family yeah you know when i go to origin it's it's not necessarily a vacation you know, I'm going to meet cool people. I'm going to get better at my game. But in the middle, I'm working. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I know I'm not alone because there's 300 people there. And there's at least 100 in that cafeteria <laughs> in between sessions. So, you know, three days, do some jits, do some work on your business. There's got to be something there. So, people have ideas, please message me. <laughs> Yeah, man, we definitely, I would love to hear more about that uh, once you get it developed, man, um, and whatever I can do to help you get that out there, because that sounds like an uh, amazing idea. Amazing, amazing idea. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, man. Well, that's it, man. Um, I would like to thank my guest, Wes, one more time for coming on the show and uh, bless us with his uh, his stories and tales of jujitsu. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> uh, please, you know, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. <laughs> all right, my brother. <laughs> Long live jiu-jitsu. Nice. Long live jiu-jitsu.